What's going on, soccer fans? And welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Northern California, the Sacktown FC podcast, powered by Reboot and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out today at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game. My name is Luis, and today I'm joined as usual by my co-host, John. How's it going, John? Dude, what is going on? I feel like it's been forever since we've actually been able to have a conversation. Uh, it's going good, man. We just got back from uh, Sun River up in Oregon, uh, spent some time with the family, got some golf in, uh, watched a little bit of soccer, but mostly just needed to uh, to get a refresher of sorts to, to get back into the swing of things. How's everything been for you? Uh, it's, it's been really good. I mean, I'm still, you know, celebrating over uh, yesterday's uh, Cruzul win for one over America. It was a really good game. And you know, now stoked to, to see the Republic play tomorrow. I feel like it's it's been years since we've seen Republic. And certainly it also feels like it's been years, I think, since we've done a podcast uh, just on the Republic, right? Like, Man, it's been a while. It's It's been at least until I think April, March, March 14th was the was the the day. I think, uh, you know, we Jared was in uh, Vegas. We, we he was ready for it, pumped. We were pumped for it, and it was gone. So tomorrow, luckily, July thirteenth. If you're watching this in delay, uh, the Republic finally uh, make their long-awaited return to the pitch, uh, playing the Tacoma uh, Defiance tomorrow at Papa Murphy's at seven p.m. The cool thing about this, though, is the, the game will be you, you can't be there. That's that's the that's the bummer of it, right? But we got soccer back, and the broadcast will be on my fifty-eight. And ESPN Deportes and, and also ESPN Plus. So it'll be nice to have it. There's the options to, to watch. So make sure you, you're, you're tuned in. There's a couple of lives. I know TBB is doing a live uh, stream and a live uh, acknowledgement of the game with the supporters group. The Sac Republic is doing one as well. So, you know, it's, it's important for us to, even though we can't be there physically, be there uh, supporting the boys as they return to uh, – Papa Murphy's tomorrow would be great. Yeah, definitely. No, when, when I saw that ESPN Deportes was going to be, uh, you know, passing the game, I thought that's really great. You know, I think the the team is going to be seen nationally too, and uh, uh, on the Spanish side of ESPN Deportes. So, you know, I'm super stoked to to see that. And uh, I guess my question is, if we're going to see Spanish uh, commentators, or if they're going to literally use the, the English broadcast, uh, but that, that remains to, to be seen as well um i did also want to mention the team is actually also doing their own uh zoom uh, watch party uh, as well too uh, they, they won't have the game on the zoom watch party but they are going to be starting 30 minutes before too so if you guys want to check that out i highly recommend that you guys do check that out and uh, you register for it uh, i know i'll be there uh, too so you know it, it should be a really interesting one um, i know that the team also has uh, a lot of uh pre-game plans uh, planned out too uh, from what I've been hearing too. I think that if I'm not mistaken, Connor, our PA announcer is actually supposed to also be interviewing uh, players and just giving us a behind the scenes look at what's going on around the Papa Murphy's Park. So should be a really interesting one. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see the team actually, you know, innovating during this time and still, you know, giving us a, a view to the stadium, you know, even though we're not there at least, they help us feel like we're almost there too. So really appreciate that. Yeah, I'll be good. I know, uh, again, Connor's doing a Facebook live for the team 30 minutes before the match and he's excited. 
Uh, he was getting prepped tonight and yesterday, so it'd be really nice to see uh, see the the team back on and and even our our media partners. That's gonna be great. Yeah, definitely. So, John, so so if we recall back in uh, June 25th, the USL actually made their announcement, and it, it was actually something that had been rumored around. I think we had mentioned it at one point too that we thought maybe we were gonna see like a a regional tournament of some sort and ended up being that that's exactly what they did. And then they ended up putting Republic in group a with other teams that, you know, we are well familiar with in our area too. Uh, teams like our friendly <laughs> rivals, uh, Reno 1868, uh, Portland Timbers two and the Tacoma defiance, uh, interesting rivals. Uh, we will be playing against them multiple times too. So, you know, we, really need to get familiar with these teams and we'll see what that does to the team, right? Because you're playing the team multiple times. So it gives teams more familiarity with the other teams. So we're in for, for an interesting group, right? What, what are your thoughts on, on this group? I mean, familiarity is always a, is a good thing, right? When you can know your opponents and, and essentially own them like you have in the past. I think out of this group, the only team that we have had some, some hiccups with has been, uh, Reno, but that's a thing of the past. We 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 move forward. We take care of business this time out. It was interesting because I had had a conversation with Harry in San Antonio, and he and I had talked about this regional bracket. We were wondering what it was going to look like. Uh, I had suggested that. I even told uh, a couple of our own people in our bubble uh, what I thought it was going to look like, it, and this was it. Along with Group B, uh, Seth uh, down in Orange County, I explained to him you know, who he was going to be facing and even through in Vegas as a wild card, not knowing that was going to happen, but it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the Republic can stack up against uh, this group. I think they can win the group. We'll talk more a little bit about that as we, as we get into it, but with group a itself, if you look at the way the season ended, um, every team is going to be able to play 16 games and most teams with the exception of uh, San Diego, San Diego had two games and so, and Tacoma. So Tacoma will play 14 games in our group right now. If you were to do it off of the bracket, Reno is first. They have a win along with no losses and draws. That's three points, three goals for one against. They beat Tacoma, which was one of their two games. Uh, second place is the Republic with a draw uh, with a point, one goal for one goal against because of their draw with Tulsa back in match day one, Portland, uh, Based off of uh, what they did, which was just got thumped by Phoenix, they lost six to one to Phoenix. So they have six goals against one four uh, with the one loss, no points. And then Tacoma, who's lost both games, two goals for five against losses to both Reno and the new uh, team, San Diego. So this is a group that, you know, everybody's played at least a match to this point with, again, the exception of Tacoma, you don't expect Tacoma to make much of a, of a, of a hassle. A lot of their players, especially at Portland too. Some of their players have gone to uh, Orlando for the MLS's back tournament. So you're seeing a two horse race between Reno and Sacramento. Unfortunately, Reno has the upper hand right now with that win from their first game against Tacoma. But in the end, everybody's it's a new slate. It's a new season. There's a lot that's gone on. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that seeing teams like Portland, the fact that they lost so badly to, to Phoenix Rising, I think it 
gives us, I think, an advantage over over you know them too, and the fact that they have to recuperate. You know, like they have a negative five in their difference right now, and that's gonna you know require them to to really make sure that they're on point in these next few matches to make sure to you know up their uh, goal differential too. And again, you know, we look at Tacoma just exactly as you were saying. I mean, the, we got a Seattle team that's you know across the country playing in the MLSS back tournament too, so that won't be a much help to them too. I, I think what really helped them, if I remember correctly, last year is when we played against them, Seattle gave them a lot of players too, and they ended up just beating us that game, uh, thanks to a couple of players that uh, the Sounders uh, loaned out, per se, you know, just for, for that match and for maybe other matches as well. Um, so I think we'll definitely see a, a different uh, Tacoma, and it'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, if we take a look at Tacoma, we're actually going to be hosting them three times. Uh, so that's something out of the norm. Uh, we'll, we'll take it. I, I think uh, being able to host them three times is is actually uh, really good. It'll really help uh, the team be able to get familiarized uh, with Tacoma, and it'll minimize their travel time to, um, to Washington, too, because, uh, you know, out, out of all these teams, you know, Washington is, of course, you know, the furthest they'd be traveling to. So I think that's a big plus for, for the team there. And then Reno, of course, you know, being able to play against them uh, four, four times, twice at home, twice away is always great. Uh, I'm in for, for some really good matchups there. Uh, unfortunately, one of those matchups is on Wednesday, too, uh, which, you know, we we knew that that's how it was going to be originally. And they decided to keep it that way. But I, I guess this time we understand why they would do that, just because they're make, they're trying to make sure that the season, you know, is, is able to be over on time. So we can't really ask, I guess, for another weekend game. And then to top it off, I mean, we're already playing against them on other weekends too. So I guess we can't really complain about that anymore too. So uh, really great uh, group, you know, to be a part of. And, and so I'm really looking forward to to see how, how the team does in this group and and really how, how they do uh, overall against the other California teams, which we'll be talking about here uh in the next uh, segment as well too so should be an interesting one so i thought you know let's let's talk about each of our rivals in detail too and and let's see what they bring to the table um so let, let's start with the portland timbers uh which if we look at the 538 uh, site they actually give them a 59 percent chance to actually make the playoffs and they have them finishing uh ninth in the west uh what are your thoughts on this too? Like, in my opinion, I feel like they're being way too generous with them, but what are your thoughts on this? Well, 538 recently came out and put some new, uh, new, new statistics up that read a little differently, but this was what we had at the, at the beginning of the season. It felt like it was still important to, to have. They averaged four goals a game last year, whether that was four and it was overall four goals uh, a game in the end scoring 65 and conceding 71 goals. That's, that's a lot of goals to be giving up, but they have a couple of players uh, who are homegrown um, who are expected to shine this year for the, for the Timbers too. And so that's going to be important. One of them had 15 1500 minutes logged last year uh, with two goals and five assists in the midfield, Carlos Anguiano. And Blake uh, Bodley are both of those players, but Carlos uh, Anguiano is somebody who has the potential to play up with the with the Portland group. They also have Williams 
uh, Velasquez, who's on loan from uh, Watford of the EPL, and brings some experience to that team. Their uh, goalkeeper from last year, Jake Leaker, returns with another year under his belt. Last year he had 17 starts, and in those 17 starts he had one clean uh, clean sheet. So kind of gives you an idea of what what's there. There's not a whole lot um, that should be concerning to most. If you look at the the overall record in terms of what we had or have done against Portland, we've had six wins, five losses, 14 goals for, seven against. So overall through, through our um, history, we, we've got a good hand on Portland, at least in the goals for, goals against area, six wins, five losses, no draws. This should be kind of the same scenario going forward. Again, Portland's probably losing a lot of their players uh, to Orlando. So we'll see. Yeah, I was actually just thinking that too. I think that we're going to see the similar situation as we would be seeing with Tacoma. It'll be interesting to to see how that affects them too, because you know a lot of these teams really rely on that first team talent to to bring them up, and especially with Portland Timbers too, we've seen how bad of seasons they've had in the past. And th- this was actually one of those teams that a lot of people, when the USL was restructuring, a lot of people suggested that this team go. Uh, drop down to League One or possibly even League Two, just because the team just really wasn't there too. So uh, it'll be interesting again to to see how how they do. But I just think that 538 is is being a little too generous with them, especially again considering the fact that uh, their their first team is is not going to be in Portland for a good month too. So we'll we'll see what what happens uh, with that team. Uh, so the next team on our group here is, of course, as we mentioned before, a Tacoma Defiance, which I agree a little bit more with uh, 538 on this one. Uh, they give them a 19% chance to make the playoffs, finishing 17th with 34 points. A little more uh, understandable, I think, in, in what they have here. Um, of course, again, making the clarification, this is in the event that we would have a full season. So 538 did this before everything was restructured too so that's why we we have it this way too but you can still get an idea that they have so been just, finishing pretty low i just pulled it up um right now the chances of finishing the group at top for portland is 16 percent uh the chances of them finishing, finishing second in the group is 28 percent so if you're looking at it now they're kind of giving us an idea of where they're going to finish they have a 26 percent chance Sorry, I said 28. They have a 26% chance of taking second in the group, a 16% chance of winning the group. And then as for uh, the Defiance, a 1% chance of winning the group, a 6% chance of taking second in the group. Don't think you're worrying about them too much. Well, yeah, they're they're pretty harsh, I think, with their <laughs> with their percentage there too. I mean, they're, they're, they might not be as great, but I think they really put them down there too. Uh, but, you know, we, we, either way, I think they still have a, a team that, you know, we, we can't, you know, lo- look down upon too. Uh, among their uh, team members, they have five veterans who have actually shown leadership in the past, you know. Uh, players like uh, Atencio, Daly, Rogers, Hoppio, and also someone who's actually local too, and uh, Taylor Mueller as well too, who he's actually the third all-time in league history with 200 regular season appearances too, so... We're dealing with a player who knows the league well, has some good playing time under his belt too. So I think these are players that we should definitely be on the lookout. Yeah, Taylor Mueller being local to uh, the 
Washington, the Seattle area, brings in a lot of talent. Um, he's you know been a workhorse. Somebody who's anybody who's able to to log in that many minutes and that many appearances uh, within the USL, deservedly so. I think he's going to bring a lot of experience, a lot of leadership to that group. They're a talented system. I mean, look at look at what happens with Seattle and the Sounders constantly uh, being able to to win at the highest level. It's not how you finish it, or it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And they're always finishing up at the top. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, another player I think that we also have to keep an eye out on is uh, Colin Fernandez. Uh, he's currently, you know, 23. And this is actually going to be his sixth season of professional soccer. You know, for, from what we've seen of him, he's a great distributor of the ball. And he's actually played already uh, with other squads in the USL, like Tulsa and Phoenix Rising, which I think says a lot about him, too. I mean, the, this... This really says that he's been with teams that have been, you know, at the bottom of the table and also with another team that, you know, went on an unbeaten run for a while, too. So definitely a lot of experience in that, too, and being able to to be a part of uh, two different squads, too. So I think it's someone else that, you know, we need to be on on the lookout for, especially tomorrow, especially if he if he is in that starting 11 as well. Yeah, Colin brings a whole different dimension to the game. He knows, he sees everything. He's played on some great teams in Phoenix. So he has the ability. He's been coached well. I think this is his time to shine. We'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully he shines after tomorrow, right? Or the the times he doesn't play against Sacramento. (laughs) Uh, So last in this group, uh, and we didn't actually intentionally leave it here last. It just happened to be last. Uh, We promised that wasn't it. it's actually a Reno, our, our biggest rivals, without a doubt, in the USL. We get to play against them four times. Feels really great, I think, to play against them four times, and uh, hopefully we get four wins. Um, but 538 gives them a 75% chance to make the playoffs. Again, in a regular table, they they, get, they uh, predicted them finishing fifth place with uh, 53 points. Um I can't disagree, I think, on them uh, with this one, too, because, uh, you know, we have seen Reno make the playoffs on uh, multiple occasions already, too. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, to see the team uh, finish in that position if we would have had a uh, an actual table, too. But in the group, without a doubt, this is our biggest rival. And it's one that I think we're going to be competing head to head. And at the end of the day, we might be, you know, close uh, in the battle between first and second place, in my opinion. Yeah, so right now, Reno with the uh, finishing the group in first, it's 48% chance for them to win the group, which is better than our 35% chance, and 32% for taking second, which is our, and if we take second, uh, being the Republic, I say we, uh, the Republic would be 36% chance to win the group. So the, the interesting thing that comes back, it's, again, like I said, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. You go back, you look at when we started playing these teams back in 2015, right? We've held our own against... Um, against Portland. We've already explained that. Tacoma, we've lifetime, we're 12, 2 and 1, 30 goals for, 12 against. Reno has always been our hardest team within the within this group. Uh, but we always remember what happened in the playoffs last year when we spanked them, right? They'd finished the year off strong. They were high up in the group. They were second overall in, in the West. And we thumped them at home. So tell me how that tastes, right? But when you look at overall against Reno, we are four wins, five losses, and a draw, 14 goals for, 17 against. That's perfectly fine. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. So, you know, ni- 2019 was supposed to be the year. 
They had a franchise record high of 60 points, 18 wins, um, and lost in, in, you know, essentially the second round to us. Eight players returned um, from that squad last year. So they're bringing back a lot of experience. A lot of guys who've played together, they have that experience. They know what each other can do. The big ones being Herzog, Richards, and Partata, or, uh, Partida. Those eight returners uh, scored 33 of their 71 goals. 46% of their goals came from those guys. So that's an interesting number to look at. Can they replicate that? We'll see. Uh, Herzog is the fourth all-time uh, career goals uh, in the U.S. with 60 or USL with 62 goals for uh, under his hat, and then he adds two people to his to his uh, arsenal with Foster Langsdorf, uh, who joins Herzog up front, while also adding Francois from Ottawa on the wing. It makes them dangerous if they can click right away. I think they've had, you know, they've had the game to play with each other to kind of fill, but that was back in March. Now we're here in July. It's a new season. There's new things. Uh, if it's anything that we've seen with the other, you know, MLS and, and NWSL, it takes a little time to click. Houston didn't just jump off right away and fall off like they have, but there's been a lot of um, similarities, I think, that we're going to see going forward is, is teams might start, really hot, but then they might fall back or they might, you know, start cold and, and go hot. So we'll see. I'm concerned a little bit about the Reno team just because of the names of Langsdorf, Herzog, and Francois. I think those three uh, can cause some problems. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, when whenever we hear the name at Herzog, it, you always know that there's uh, trouble. You know, you always know that like he's, he's a really good striker. I mean, he's, he's, given us a lot of troubles all the times that, you know, he's gone over to play against Sacramento too. So definitely one that they have to be on the lookout for, but also Langstorp too, like you were mentioning too, adding him on the squad is going to give them such a big boost, especially if he forms a good connection with Herzog. Like this yeah. could be a team that is really strong up front and that, you know, it's something that we need to keep our, our eyes out on too, because, uh, They'll definitely be hard to to defend against if if both of them are are in a rhythm too as well. I know so. Foster Langsdorf is high on Phil's uh, Phil's list. Phil coming from across the pitch. I think um, in our conversations with with that group, uh, Phil's always spoken highly of Langsdorf. That you know, essentially Langsdorf walks on water to some extent. But uh, I think that 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 partnership could be some somewhat dangerous, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what happens and we'll have four opportunities to see if uh, we're able to, to stop them and not, not let them do, do anything too. But surely against uh, Tacoma and Portland, I think they're going to, they might have a, a good time too. So <laughs> they might come out motivated to, to the games against the Republic as well. Uh, so as we mentioned before too, so on top of the, the games that we'll be playing against the, our group opponents, which again, we're going to be playing 12 games against our group opponents four games each, we are also going to be playing three games against the other teams that are here in the state as well. Uh, interesting matchups. Uh, I mean, it's a shame we can't play against them more than once, but at least we get a game against them, and I think that at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Um, so we will also be playing against uh, Orange County, San Diego, and uh, Los Dos uh, as well. So Orange County will be coming down to Papa Murphy's Park on July 29th, uh, LA Galaxy 2 on July 25th, and the newcomers of the USL, again, the San Diego Loyal, on August 1st. So all three games are going to be, you know, like back-to-back, -back, 
against uh, these the three teams in our state. And uh, these teams are also a part of uh, Group B, which also includes the Las Vegas Lights and the Phoenix Rising. So in my opinion, this is probably probably one of the strongest groups out of all the USL, out of all the groups that are out there. This is probably one to really keep a close eye out on. And these three matchups are probably going to be tough. I think especially looking at uh, Orange County and San Diego that have shown in just the games that they've had so far that they actually have a good uh, rhythm too. Um, but what, what are your overall thoughts on, on these three opponents? So, I mean, you have, you have obviously you're looking at the loyal, you're looking at Orange County and you're looking at Los Dos. I think overall we we've known what Los Dos and Orange County bring overall. If you go back and you look at our all time record um, against Los Dos, we are eight wins, five losses, and five draws, 27 goals for, 26 against. And then Orange County, eight, five, and three, 28 goals for, 18 against all time. We've never played San Diego. I think we can win those those matches, to be honest. Um, it doesn't seem like a, a far-fetched idea. So it will be nice to see uh, what happens. But overall, I think the, the hardest team out of that, those three that we're going to be playing is Orange County. Yeah, I I agree too. I mean, Orange County, we've seen them be in the top of the standings over the past couple of years too, and then they've always uh, proven to be a team hard hard to beat too. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think last time we beat them was probably like two years ago. I think it was the game that I actually went to over in a Orange County win. We beat them one nil too back then with the goal from uh, Cameron Iwasa too. But I, I think that that was the last time we actually we're able to beat them. And then after that, we've had ties, if I'm not mistaken here and now. But, but yeah, that, that'll definitely be one uh, to, to keep an eye out on. Uh, so if you look at each of these teams, uh, San Diego Loyal, according to 538, if uh, we had a regular season, they give them 55% chance to make the playoffs, finish 12th with uh, 46 points. Uh, you might know a little bit more about this, John, too. I mean, I am not too sure what they used to like come to this conclusion, being that the loyal has no history in the USL, but you might know more about maybe what goes into this particular number with them. So this time it was about who you're bringing on potential philosophy of everything else. So San Diego being a new squad. And again, we're looking at the data at the beginning of the year, the data now shows a lot of a different opinion. They are, they have a 5% chance of taking first in this group a 27% chance of taking second and a 32% chance of making the playoffs in the end. So those statistics that we have in front of us in terms of that 55% has changed as a result of the, the, the COVID uh, shelter in place that's been, that's been here. So they have a 32% chance of making the playoffs as opposed to 15. And I don't see them getting out of group B because they're playing Phoenix who has a 80% chance of winning the group and is actually expected to win Uh, Make it to the playoffs, have a 93% chance and a 24% chance to win the final. So all of those statistics that come in, uh, San Diego, sorry, welcome to USL. We know you are the uh, leaders out of the clubhouse with two wins to begin the season. That's all going to change rather quickly. Yeah, and to top it off, yesterday they they also won. Yesterday they they did beat Real Monarchs yesterday too, which I think is no easy feat to to go to Utah and, and get a win uh, down there too. So uh, I think, you know, we, we watch out 
for this uh, San Diego you know, I, I could see them pulling in a second place in the group, you know, being really close to Orange County and still managing to to get that second place too. So, I mean, no, we'll we'll see. Strong. We'll too see. strong. You got you got Phoenix too. I mean, yes, they're coached by Landon Donovan. It's a feel good story, right? At one time, Miss Captain America doing great things with a U.S. national team uniform on, even with a Galaxy uniform on. Uh, but they—it's a development, right? They—they are trying to grow as a squad, as a team, as a club. Part of their development, they added 2019 Defender of the Year Joe Greenspan, uh, playmaker Raúl Mendiola, and Vegas former Vegas uh, Lights forward uh, Irving Para, who comes in with 15 goals from last year. I think the smartest move they've made, and what can really help this club, is um, bringing in Sal Zizo. Uh, Zizo came out of retirement and wanted to play in his hometown. So him being on that squad changed it. You know, for those who aren't aware, Sal's won MLS championships. He's played for the national team. He's a, he's a wonderful person, a, a great soccer player. I think he can help them, but I don't see them taking any higher than third in that group. Yeah. I think, I think they're going to have an interesting uh, group play too. And and I think the, the more they are, in USL, the more, you know, that we see of them in the league, I think we're going to start seeing a team that is going to potentially be uh, fighting for titles here in, in the next upcoming years too. If, uh, if they, they, you know, keep, uh, keep Landon Donovan as a coach too. I, I think uh, Donovan can grow a lot with the team and, and it's, it's great. You know I mean? He, he has a lot of uh, plans with the team and like, he always wanted to have his own uh, team as well too. So I, I think it's, it's really great to see him uh, doing good as well. And uh, it's a shame that, you know, we won't be able to to see uh, the game against them at Papa Murphy's Park this season too. But uh, hopefully, you know, we, we get to see that possibly next year. Yeah, you never know. Uh, things change, right? Hopefully sometime we can, maybe even if in October when playoffs do come around, there's the opportunity to see them uh, and with people. So it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, because I think that would be a, a good matchup, uh, definitely. So the next team that, you know, we'd be playing against is uh, Orange County. Uh, as you mentioned it, uh, earlier, too, they, they do get a good uh, rating or a percentage opportunity from 538. Uh, in the regular season, they give them an 87% chance to make the playoffs and uh, finishing second in the West with 58 points, too. Uh, something that's unsurprising, again, is, as I said earlier, Orange County always has a strong team. They tend to finish in the top four most of the time. And, and you know, it's it's being reflected here in, a, in this uh, percentage. Uh, but, you know, some uh, players that, you know, we could be on the lookout for. I mean, we're, we're getting 12 players that are going to be returning to the squad, which is always great. It's always great when you maintain some of those uh, consistent players that already understand the team. You know, they've already been living there, so they're, they don't have to get uh, accustomed to a new uh, – location too but they are adding new additions like our uh, our very own Sacktown FC uh, soccer polls uh, columnist and uh, <laughs> Seth Kasipli too who is actually joining them from Reno we're really you know stoked to be able to see him out out there and, and see what he can do but uh, we, we think he can really uh, give a lot to this uh, Orange County uh, team as well yeah it's going to be interesting um, Orange County coming into this uh post or I can't even say post but during this time they have a 13% chance to win the group 42% chance to take second 55% chance to make it to the playoffs 
interesting though is the the predictions were so high on them with an 87 at the beginning which would lead you to it to a you know potentially larger number they have a four percent chance of winning uh the whole thing but a 55 percent chance of winning uh getting to the playoffs which is kind of it's going to be difficult because that is a hard group i don't I, I didn't look at the lifetime that they've had against the the clubs in their um group but i i Hopefully they make it out just because Seth, but you know, I wouldn't mind if they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> I think that's a low percentage that they give them, you know, and being able to to make it all the way through. But I, I would I would personally give them a higher percentage. I mean, uh, definitely Phoenix is you know their biggest rival in this group. And even in general in the West, we all, we've always known that they've always had a, a good uh, rivalry going on when it comes to you know who who ends up in, in the top spots. And so I think this is going to be like an interesting group for them too. And just for them to be able to play against the Phoenix a couple of times is, is going to be uh, uh, something really great to, to see. And hopefully Seth manages to to help them get some victories there against the Phoenix too as well. So we'll see what, what happens there. Um, but, you know, mentioning other, other players too that, you know, they, they've had uh, coming through too. Uh, they're getting two players from their partner club Rangers in Glasgow, which is uh, here uh, one of your uh, favorite teams in Scotland, right, John? <laughs> uh, the, they're going to be joining the team, uh, and those players are uh, Danny Finlayson and uh, Cammy Palmer. And you might be familiar with them, John, or you might at least be familiar with uh, Rangers' playing style. Uh, what What is your thought on, on their partnership with Rangers and also on these two players that they're bringing? Man, I'm not a fan of the partnership, but that's just because they it's it's a whole different thing. Um, and in terms of these guys, younger side, uh, coming up to their academy, haven't logged a whole lot of minutes in, in competition with Rangers, if any. And so, you know, yes, it's a name to put behind your club from from international, from from the UK. I, I don't see how they um how they could make a big difference. Uh, yes, they probably, they've played down in orange County, but they, it's a different, it's a different kind of game. Um, you know, the, the one, the, the two names is, that stand out to me are, are, uh, Edon Quinn and Frederick do they've returned to the club. Um, and they look to continue with the experience, bringing that to the side, quite a little bit of experience playing in the USL and abroad. They just signed, um, the USL's third all-time leading scorer in Chandler Hoffman, who was on who is on loan from Birmingham, and to kind of give them some more recognition, I guess, or more leadership, they have Michael Orozco. For those of you who aren't familiar with him, he played for the U.S. national team. Uh, he was a defender. He's in the fold. He started came in late last year to the side. Uh, it will be interesting to see his impact on the younger guys, especially from those from Scotland and and Danny and Cammy, to see how. Uh, he can build them up having his experience playing for the national team and playing in MLS. So it'll be interesting with those names. Yeah. I would also add, he, he actually also spent a long time playing in Liga Mekis too. So he's a, he's also a Liga Mekis veteran too. So I'm sure he brings a lot of experience uh, with him too, as well from that end. So I think it'll be really interesting to see him, you know, on a, on a full season, you know, since he did come uh, late in, in the season too. So. Looking forward to seeing you know, how he can help uh, this Orange County team too. Uh, so another team that you know we will be playing against is uh, one of our favorites. I think before Reno, I mean this was our 
our own uh, classic matchup, uh, which is uh, Los Dos. 538, I think being a little generous here, giving them a, a 32% chance of making the playoffs. And again, finishing 13th with 39 points in the regular season too. Uh, but if, if we took a look at this team, I mean, their current head coach and a junior Gonzalez took over mid-year and they actually finished pretty strong uh, while he took over too, because he took over, you know, half of the season too. So they ended up with a 12-10-12 overall which is great for this team, just considering how bad of a start they had, you know, and how how poorly performing I think the team was uh, at the start of last season too. So great for them. I mean, it, it was kind of saddening to see the team not perform as well. And and I think he's, he's part of different gameplay, I think, to the team. And you could tell, you know, that he's really made a difference with the team. What, what are your thoughts on him and, and other players coming through? So I think Junior, you know, he, he got them to play the game and to play the way that he wanted them to play. There's still only a less than 1% chance that they're going to win the group and a 12% chance that they're going to take second. Their their percentage to make the playoffs 13%. Sorry, Los Dos, you're not going anywhere. Um, but for, for Junior Gonzalez, this is an opportunity for him to have a full year under his belt, essentially, to change kind of the way the the out the outlook looks for this club uh yes they're part of Ga- the galaxy program um you know they had zubek and kornick who led the team in scoring last year with nine goals um kornick who's a dutch international um hopefully he can continue to to improve and perhaps he, he had some great opportunities last year scoring nine goals he was looked to be brought up by the la galaxy so it's interesting i'd be I'd be interested to see if maybe he's on their bench, but um, Augustin Williams is another player who has a chance to excite people for what he brings to the side in his future. Very, very raw talent. Um, you know, I think of Zardes when I think of this gentleman, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Williams to uh, kind of use this as his platform to shine and, and potentially, you know, get recognized in MLS by, by the galaxy maybe have an opportunity to, if he's not already, have an opportunity to go join that club uh, sometime soon. Yeah, and he actually came from the Timbers too as well. He spent a couple of years there. So I, I think he's, he's definitely one that has a, a good future ahead of him. And and I do kind of see him, like you said, also uh, as his artist uh, and, and coming through the LA Galaxy 2 system. I think if he does good, LA LA Galaxy tends to you know promote some other young players too, as, as we've seen in the past with uh, a couple. I mean, with Jossie there. I mean, <laughs> he played a couple of uh, games too with Los Dos too. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what what his future um, brings him to if he uh, is able to get to that first team. Yeah. So Group B is actually really. I mean, if you want to look at a group of death, this might be that group uh, based off of the way things are going, uh, their standings as we speak. You know, before they started play with San Diego winning. Um, San Diego had one win and a draw for four points and a goal differential of plus one. Phoenix was second. They had three points uh, with a win, nothing else going on, five goals. Los Dos, three points, four goals uh, was, the, was the difference there. And then Vegas and Orange County are essentially t- uh, fighting for last. Las Vegas has that coaching change with uh, Kinnear coming in to take over the reins for Wilnalda, who was fired and, and let go during COVID. But um, 
yeah, they're both sitting at a point each, no goal differentials, uh, zeros, goose eggs on the board. So that, that's going to be an interesting group to see how that plays out and works. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, that, I think it'll be interesting to see uh, Dominic, too, coaching the, the lights, too, and then how, how he might change them. You know, he, he has, as we know, he's longtime MLS coach veteran. You know, he was with the Earthquakes, Dynamo, LA Galaxy. So he, he's been, you know, with a couple of really competitive teams. So he might potentially, you know, change this team and and whatnot. Um, I, I'm still kind of shocked to see that, you know, when Alda out of nowhere was just let go, uh, that that took me by surprise considering that, you know, he had just been signed on. And, yeah, I mean, it's – I don't know if you heard anything on, on that note too, but that was, that was a surprising note. Yeah, I haven't heard anything much more other than Ronaldo being – Ronaldo being very thankful for his opportunity to be there um, and gracious for the opportunity to coach and, and moved on. Don't, don't know what else uh, there's been, you know, conversation, but you never know. There's three sides to every story, his side, their side, and the truth. We'll probably never hear what exactly happened. Yeah, we, we probably will never. Yeah. Today's guest was brought to you by the Mikuni Dreamline. All Mikuni restaurants are now open but if you can't get there, it's still easy to get your favorite dishes using the Mikuni app. Please make sure to pre-order, and when you arrive, they will deliver your meal straight to your car. Visit them today at mikunisushi.com or download their app available in the App Store or Google Play. So we actually got received a comment here from our podcast mom, and she actually uh, gave us some pretty good ideas. So if anyone from the Republic is uh, listening, these are actually some really good ideas that you guys might want to consider implementing. Um, so she first said, oh, yeah, let's talk pregame stuff. So here we go. So her comment goes like this. A uh, couple ideas. Uh, could we see if SRFC could rent a portable Jumbotrons? Yes, we would help cover costs by paying for a ticket, for a quote-unquote ticket. And let us watch from our cars and Law A. Instead of Cal Expo staff at the booth, use SRFC staff to check us in with pre-registration required. First, we'll answer that part and give our opinions too. So I'll start with you if you want to give your opinion on, on her idea. I like it, but, you know, the, the team is very much about the social distancing. There's no fans. There's a reason for that. They want to keep everybody as safe as possible. I would love it. I, I mean, sit, have a couple of pints, watch, watch on the, uh, essentially the, inflatable jumbotron right and enjoy it with the, with the with everybody who's in who's involved it'd be great but i, I it's not going to happen and i don't think it's going to happen for quite some time with uh, everybody taking a step back from phase three to phase two and phase one we don't even know what's happening with teachers right now so we'll see yeah i personally think it's, it's a good idea too but like you too I, I find it kind of hard for it to happen uh, as much as i think Cal Expo definitely has the, they definitely have the land to <laughs> allow everyone, you know, to, to do like a drive-in uh, sort of a style thing. Um, another idea I could have uh, along the lines of this one too is w- what if they maybe look into that uh, drive-in theater? I'm not sure the name of it right now too, but I know in Sacramento area people, you know what I'm talking about. I think you may, you might know about it, John. It's the drive-in theater that's, uh, it's right there. Um, I think it's 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 going to uh, Rancho Cordova too. Um, yeah, it's off of Bradshaw and Highway 50. You could you, 
yeah, you you could probably get away with that. But the problem is, is at seven o'clock, it's still extremely sunny outside, so it'd be kind of hard to see the screen if it's if it's facing the sun or the sun's hitting it. Yeah, yeah, that that might be a one thing too. Um, but I mean, hopefully, something like that happens. I know you know we would be there if uh, they end up doing uh, something like that. And, and on the on the team site sense, I mean, if the team were to if they were to be allowed to do something like this then I don't see why they probably wouldn't do it because you are right. They, they would be able to just charge a ticket and they might even be able to up the price on that too. I mean, maybe charge, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks or no, I mean not 20 bucks, but maybe like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Yeah. 50 as well. I mean, five, I, I, I think five, five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, $5. Okay. Five I mean, that's, that, that, that works too. Um, or, you know, they could also charge per person, of course, you know, they just maybe five bucks per person in the vehicle and hopefully someone doesn't hide under the seat or <laughs> or worse than in the back of the car, right? Like you just wouldn't want that happening. Yeah, no, $5 in, get some soccer, watch some, watch some football. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, that, that would definitely be great. It wouldn't hit us so hard on the wallet and we would still be able to see. And I think still feel part of the game, you know, because, you know, we could still be honking or people could still be, I don't know, blasting like their like uh, supporters group music inside the car, like just uh, bump it up and, and whatnot too. But yeah, th- that, that would be a, an interesting one. And then her second idea, or she said, could SRFC manage the portal for creating cardboard cutouts with a vendor? SRFC could set up a web page to collect money and our photos then send the order in for processing. The money we send could also help cover staff costs for running the effort. Could be cool. I agree with that. I mean, they did the TIFO, which was free. With uh, if, you sent, if you submitted a picture, uh, you'd be on a TIFO. But I, I think that would be kind of cool to, to do something along those lines where cardboard cutout you know, on the east, west side, or even in the supporter section. You don't have to... Uh, have the six feet apart. Everybody can sit by side, shoulder to shoulder and enjoy the game, you know, as your cardboard cutout. But yeah, I think that would be, I'd pay for it. Yeah. It's actually something that other teams have done too. I mean, we saw it with the Phoenix rising. Uh, they actually did it too. And uh, our good friend, Phil from uh, across the pitch is actually on it. I don't know if you saw that, that tweet he posted. I did. I did. And he was sitting next to uh, the flyers, I think of uh, Grimace or, or something like that. I gotta look it up. The Flyers mascot. He was right next to him, uh-huh. um, which was kind of funny. Uh, Gritty, the the you know the uh, Philadelphia Flyers from the NHL. Their uh, mascot's like a big orange snow cone, essentially. <laughs> and he was right next to Gritty, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. I mean, it would be a a great way for the team to still get some dollars i think per game too and and i think it would be kind of funny just to see your picture on a broadcast right i'm sure the camera would probably pan throughout the game and just like highlight different uh, people too and probably be be worth it so i could see a lot of people uh, pitching in uh if it's 15 20 bucks uh just to have their their um, picture there too and for the camera to show them on live tv so that that could be an an interesting uh, initiative from the team uh, one initiative actually that I was recently talking to, uh, I don't remember who it was that I was uh, mentioning to it as far as all these things go, is that uh, 
team could probably consider maybe on uh, on the video board, you know, that we have on on uh, behind the goal, one of the goal nets too, if maybe they could consider maybe playing a fans uh, video on there too. So people could be, again, if they were to be allowed like in the parking lot supporting or, uh, I mean, people could be in their own home supporting too. It could be through like a Zoom call and for the team to just put the people on the screen, you know, put give each person or maybe put like a collage of people on the screen, maybe uh, allow them for their audio to be on for like, I don't know, give maybe like 30 seconds, a minute, depending on how many people there are. And you'll still be able to get people chanting or, you know, you, you got your, your minute where you could, you know, say whatever you want, you know, or just, you know, support the team. And, and it also helps the players too, you know, and still feel like, oh, people are watching us, people are uh, supporting us too. And they can get some of that, you know, live game experience still. So might be another way for the team to, you know, possibly consider something like that and maybe charge, I don't know, maybe charge in five bucks or something gets you, gets you into the, you know, the, the screen on there as well. So that, that might be, I think something they could uh, look at doing or even uh, sending uh, supportive messages to and maybe have Jamie could probably be at the games reading the messages as they come by and they could put them on the screen too, right? Like people commenting on the game. So, Hopefully, maybe they're already thinking of all these things. I wouldn't be surprised if they already are. But yeah. if they were, if they maybe weren't thinking of these things, then well, there you go. We gave you guys some ideas. Podcast magic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they've already thought about this stuff because the reality is, is they're trying to make it as marketable as possible, just for an audience sake. Because you don't know when we're going to get soccer back again. It could be months. It could be we don't see soccer until next March live. In America, it's just it's dependent on what happens, and this is we're seeing spikes in cases throughout the the U.S. Uh, we're just uh, who knows? I mean, you you hear rumors of shutdowns again, and it's deflating. You see countries, uh, New Zealand has fans, Australia has fans, Norway has fans. I mean, we're I don't know. It's it's a it's a cluster to be to be stuck around and not have a knowledge of going on and what's potentially next. Right. We, we hear, Oh, school's going back and I have three younger ones. And so now there's rumors that they're going to be doing, you know, learning from afar and, you know, distance learning isn't, isn't good for a first grader, let alone, you know, high school students. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, but you know, I, I know we, we talk about soccer here only too, but as a quick PSA is like, just just please wear a mask so that we can all go back to, you know, going to watch games. If, you know, people follow that and, you know, we, we get most of the people actually um, doing that whenever they go out, then I think, you know, we could possibly be looking at live sports or us being able to go to live sports and probably hopefully by October too. So, all it takes is, you know, following that and then we'll all be able to enjoy our live sports, our music, our entertainment, you know, whatever it is too. So, uh, you know, we, we I think we could we could actually beat the virus too, but everyone just has to simply do that, you know, when they go out. So hopefully, hopefully, I'm, I'm hopeful that by the end of the year, we'll be able to to be at Papa Murphy's Park, at least, you know, step, <laughs> at least step in the parking lot at the very least. So, John, you know, can you let everyone know where we can... Be followed at on social media. Yeah, so you can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Sacktown FC. 
You can follow us on Facebook at Sacktown FC Podcast. We also have a page uh, for fans of the game at Sacktown or Sacramento Soccer Fans. Uh, join that group. We talk all things from soccer in the UK, women's soccer. It's open forum. Uh, we just want to have as much opportunity to talk soccer, football as possible. So those are the spots you can find us on Twitch. Uh, the video game. Wait, 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 John, wait. Forgetting about one of the most important things we talk about on every podcast, and that's our official partners, the California Storm and Reboot. So you can follow the California Storm at CalStormSoccer on Twitter and Instagram. Also on Facebook, California Storm. Uh, Reboot, you can find them at Reboot.Soccer and also on social media under Reboot as well, too. So please, you know, follow both of them. I know the California Storm recently had a really great announcement in their partnership with Puma. We're super excited, you know, to see that partnership and to see those new jerseys. Uh, I, I already uh, told uh, Jamie that, you know, like I, I want a jersey already and she could save me a medium jersey too. So can't wait for that jersey to, to be out and to be wearing it at their games. Yeah, it'd be really nice, uh, you know, with Reboot as well. Um, teaching teaching us ideas of leadership, empathy, uh, generosity, kindness, all those attributes that we look for. Um, essentially, giving a pair of boots to kids to support their ability to grow in the game. We're doing that with Street Soccer USA and the California Storm. That's going to be an awesome uh, time once they finish the uh, downtown park or the midtown park they got going in Oak Park. Uh, once that's there, uh, we'll be able to give the boots. They'll be able to start programs uh, with the 200 boots that we've been able to collect for our youth programs. So that'd be kind of cool. Check them out at reboot.soccer. Uh, great cause, great initiative. And if you want to bin, uh, send us an email or you can send an email to, uh, to their website, a contact, and they'll, they'll work on doing a, um, a fundraiser or drive uh, with you. So check them out the reboot.soccer. Yeah. And, and I think you, you still have the over 200 pairs of uh, soccer boots or did you already deliver those? No, nope, they're still in the garage. Uh, we've we've cleaned up. I think I've gotten through a hundred of them. I got a hundred more to clean up, just to you know spray them down a little bit. But it's getting there. Oh, oh that's that's great. But yeah, highly recommend if you guys have a local soccer club, uh, get involved with that too. I mean, it's a really great cause, and by having that, by having a box out, you really are changing someone's life. So it's 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 a really great cause. So please please uh, check them out there. We also wanted to say that our Sacktown FC scarves are actually now available for sale. Uh, so previously we had talked about them being a pre-ordered, but now you can actually order it and you'll probably have it delivered within a week or so. So please check them out. Uh, if you visit roughneckscarves.com, uh, there's a tab for podcasts and I believe it's only us and another podcast that are on there. So you guys can find it there. Or uh, you guys can also... Uh, Find it on the link uh, there that you guys can see if you guys are watching this. Uh, but it's bit.ly slash SacktownFC. Uh, just an easy way for you to get to that page uh, and to be able to check out the scarf. Uh, we haven't gotten our scarves yet, but we will be getting it here shortly within this week too. So once we get them, we'll take a picture so you guys can all see exactly how they look like. We'll probably be wearing them so you guys could see how you'll look like if you buy one and you wear it. <laughs> Buy yours today, you know, because they are really great. And the cool thing about them is that they are also the summer scarf material. So 
really great to wear in the summer. They're not like your really like thick scarves that you would probably find at like the team store. Yeah, it'd be you know it's it's nice to have a scarf, um, and yeah, we'll have them at the park once we uh, once we get them ordered. I know I ordered a few. We have one for a giveaway that we're still waiting for that person to uh, to reply to us. Uh, so yeah, it'll be uh, be interesting. Yeah, so be be on the lookout for those posts because once we get them, yeah, we're gonna be uh, taking pictures of them too, and we're we're super excited. I mean. This was something that we had talked about before uh, in getting a scarf because, I mean, naturally you take a look at our logo, the Bears holding a scarf. So a scarf, I think, is really uh, a key piece, I think, of, of what our logo is. But I think beyond that, too, in our sport in general, scarves are basically a symbol after the soccer ball. I'd say a scarf is probably the next uh, symbol that, without a doubt, you go to any stadium, you are going to find multiple scarves too so again we're really super excited to, to see these scarves and for us to, to get our scarf and uh we'll be talking about it here within the week whenever we we get our, our uh, scarf so we are also in the video game world uh you guys could find us under twitch sacktown fc uh we haven't broadcasted in a while but you know we are going to get back to it whenever we uh play against uh, other podcasters or uh, listeners as well on Xbox, you can find us Sacktown FC. I manage that account. I play uh, FIFA 20, sometimes uh, Fortnite, but my main game is uh, FIFA 20. Uh, I do want to point out before I move on to PlayStation, uh, I actually played against uh, Danny. So quick shout out here to, to Danny. And uh, one lesson that I, I think you guys could probably get out of uh, one of the multiple games that I played against them is uh, the fact that in the last game I played against them, uh, he was actually beating me 2-0. And he was already uh, basically declaring himself a winner. But at the end of the second half, I actually ended up beating him 3-2. So if you are winning at the middle of the game, uh, don't celebrate anytime you're playing FIFA because the game of FIFA, just like real-life soccer, you know, still has another 45 minutes left. So anything can can happen there too. So... But it was it was a great game uh, either way too. Danny's actually a really good player too. So if you guys want to challenge him, uh, he has a separate gamer tag that uh, he shares uh, with one of his family members. But he will be getting FIFA 20 soon on PlayStation, and then I think maybe John and him will be uh, splitting that account there as well too. So you guys could play against uh, him too. Um, but yeah, so you guys can find us on PlayStation Sacktown underscore FC. Uh, John. Is the one who manages that account. Uh, I think he took a quick break here from the screen, um, but he manages that account. Uh, he plays FIFA 20. Uh, no one's actually challenged them yet, still. So, you know, we're calling out all PlayStation players. If uh, you guys have FIFA 20 and you guys want to play against John, we are still waiting for that game to happen. And so, please, you know, let's make that happen because you know he's he's waiting for a. Uh, a challenger uh, because as of now he's uh he's technically unbeaten as of now so you know if you feel like you could change that then uh please you know welcome you to challenge him uh he is also going to be playing uh the new golf game that i believe comes out in uh about a month right or august 11th august 11th oh, less than a month now sorry i had my my kids decided to uh <laughs> take off of my charger and i could not find it my computer almost died oh no um, yeah, so I was just saying that 
no one's challenged you on FIFA yet too, but as of now you're unbeaten. So if anyone wants to challenge you at that title, then you know, like the, he's ready. He'll probably be playing with Celtic too. So going to pick Rangers. I think let's have a Celtic Rangers. I'm waiting for uh, Joe Johnston to get his uh, PlayStation up and running and challenge me. I think that'd be good. A little Atlanta versus Sacramento. Ooh, yeah, that would be a good matchup. I guess only question is, who is he going to play with? Is he going to use Atlanta and you're going to use Celtic? Or what, what would the matchup be? I'll water it down for him. I'll play as Cruz Azul. Oh, you're going to win easy then. <laughs> if you want to water down for him, uh, play with America. And then like you'll, he'll probably like run you over. So he'll score four goals. It'll be 4-1 uh, Atlanta victory too. So if you, if you want to lose 4-1, then pick America. <laughs> I don't. I don't lose, so that's all right. <laughs> uh, well, you want to let everyone know about our website and what they can find on our website, John? Yeah, you can check us out at uh, sacktownfc.com where you can find the latest news from Becca and Seth with uh, Soccer Pulse. Uh, we should have uh, Becca's review of the Houston Utah three three matchup soon, and get that out to you guys. We'll also have some things going once the tournament concludes with the. Uh, with the games coming up this week before they get into the knockout rounds. It's been some, some awesome uh, matches in, in the NWSL challenge cup. You can also find past episodes of the Sacktown FC podcast, as well as uh, Passion and Mekis. I think that's, uh, that's on there. Is it not? Am I, am I mistaken? Uh, Sacktown and Mekis, but it will actually be on there uh, here shortly too, as I, as I actually work on redesigning the website too. So be on the lookout for that too. And of course, as always, our cup of tea uh, is up there for you to listen to, along with uh, Sacktown UK, where we talk all things United Kingdom soccer. So check it out, sacktownfc.com. And yeah, get, get on it. Yeah. And just as you're mentioning the shows, I want to invite everyone to check out our uh, shows that we have on social media. So you can find them on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, first up is our cup of tea. You can uh, see that. Also listen to it now. They also have a podcast version of episodes. If you missed a live or you're out and about and you'd rather just hear the audio, uh, well, that show happens every uh, Monday. And we are going to be uploading episodes uh, afterwards too. So if you want to listen to it Tuesday morning or if you can't sleep and on Monday you want to listen to it at 11 p.m., then you know you can actually uh, listen to it too. So please check that out. Again, it's our cup of tea podcast. It's our show about women's soccer. Um, that's actually hosted by John and Elizabeth from the California storm. Uh, they talk about everything going on in the world of women's soccer, but currently now the NWSL uh, challenge tournament is the big uh, topic right now that they have going on. Uh, and I believe it's at uh, six and tomorrow they are actually going to be having a special guest, right, John? Yeah, so tomorrow we're actually going to start off at 6 o'clock. Um, I will be out and about um, in the area, but we'll be doing a live talking about the NWSL Challenge Cup, as well as we will be joined by special guest Daisy Cleverly of the New Zealand national team in Cal Berkeley soccer. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about her. Uh, last week we talked about ACL injuries. We're going to talk to her about her ACL injury and recovery and what it feels like to have an opportunity to play a World Cup in front of your hometown fans and, and family. So it'll be an exciting conversation, so you won't want to miss it. Yeah, so please ch check that out. Um, yeah, Pasione Mekis, uh, which 
was formerly known Sac as Sacktown Emekis, but now we've changed the name uh, to, to have its own uh, identity as well. And uh, it's actually only in Spanish now, uh, whereas before, you know, we kind of uh, jumped back and forth. Uh, now it's a Spanish-only show too with uh, live shows every Thursday. Uh, time kind of varies too, depending on uh, this week. that we are There are going to be a, a game playing in the Cup, but it might possibly be at 7 or 8 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you, you can check that out on our uh, Facebook page whenever we update that. Um, and then we might potentially have an interview with a player on Tuesday night too. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, it might be with the player who is actually who played a couple of years in uh, Liga Mekis and is currently playing in the USL. So it would be interesting to see his take on uh, Liga Mekis and playing in the USL as well. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We might have that uh, interview happening uh, this Tuesday as well. Um, and then, of course, Sacktown UK, uh, hosted by John, uh, Michael, and I do get on, except I won't actually be getting on this week because Crusoe is playing semifinals. So it's going to... Um, come across on that show as well. But please check out that show. Uh, they talk about all things uh, EPL and Scottish Premier League whenever that comes back. Uh, and and so it's really interesting. Uh, I mean, right now you got Michael celebrating, still celebrating, which, of course, you know, you'll be celebrating for quite a while. Uh, Liverpool's a win too, but they do have a, a lot to talk about. We have seen a lot of surprising results in the past uh, couple of days too in the EPL. So... Uh, please check that out. Um, it's I believe it's going to be at 8 p.m., right, John? Or are you guys also adjusting the time on that one on Wednesday? We're going we're gonna to adjust the time to to meet the demands or the the asks of our um, East Coast friends. So might be seven, might be six thirty. Just got to work with Michael about what time. Okay, perfect. Um, on another note uh, related to Pasión and Mekis, uh, I did also want to welcome or. For a co-host that we're going to have on that show that we you've already seen him if you've actually seen the show before. Um, first off, of course, we got our own Danny Troy, who has actually been with the show for a while, too. You guys know him from the podcast, from the show, so you guys have seen him. Um, Mr. Force of Power, too. You guys have seen him in a couple of uh, different shows there. Uh, also, Ruth, who is actually in uh, Mexico City. She's actually also a Cruz Azul supporter, so we decided you know, to have another... Crystal supporter on the squad, and also my own nephew, who uh, Alberto, who uh, is actually from uh, Morelia too, uh, city who unfortunately lost their team too, but we'll hopefully have a, a team in the first division here in the next couple of years. Um, so wanted to welcome them to the show. Uh, they bring a lot of knowledge of Liga Mekis, and you know we're super excited to to cover the league, especially uh, when the league starts here in uh, two weeks. Actually, they just uh, released their uh, calendar about two hours ago actually too so pretty stoked uh especially about the fact that one of those uh, crystal games is actually going to be on my birthday too so uh more the reason to celebrate and hopefully they they make my birthday a great one with uh, a good win uh and then another thing i want to also add on to with the uh, pasión mx is that we actually have a new logo which uh, we will be announcing here tomorrow morning too so be on the lookout for that it's a really cool looking logo that when you see it, you know it's a show about Liga Mekis. And that was our goal in mind is to have that logo reflect uh, the show being about Liga Mekis, but also the show being in the Sacktown FC network. So please be on the lookout for that. It, 
it's really great. Uh, we all love it, and and we're super excited to to show it to, to everyone, and hopefully have some scarves when they print it on that too, because it's it's a really nice looking uh, logo too. So thank you again to Jessica Lopez who also designed that. Also, as you guys know, she designed our Sacton MC podcast logo and the Arcup of T logo, so that you get a concise collection of logos that you know ultimately are related because they're a part of this new uh, Sacktown FC network that you know we, we've uh, created here to have uh, different uh, soccer leagues to talk about too so please again check out those shows and uh, tune in and leave any comments or questions during the live or even after the live as well if you'd like so that's it for tonight's show uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in if you watch the live also for listening to this podcast if you're listening to our podcast I want to remind you that uh, you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts. And we'd also like if you could leave a review, wherever you can leave a review. Uh, one of those popular places is, I always say, being Apple Podcast. It's a really great spot to leave a review. Uh, we get a lot of listens uh, to the show on there. And ultimately, you know, our goal is to grow this podcast for it to also be listened to all throughout the country too and reviews and ratings help out a lot as you know they show apple podcast that a show has a lot of support as well too so you know please uh, if you could either just leave us a rating or also leave us a review or you could do both too as well uh, we would really appreciate it um, very much too any final words to say here to our audience john as we look forward to tomorrow's game no, but soccer is back in Sacramento. Thank goodness I've missed it. It's needed. Um, you know, we can't we can't be there physically, but we can be there to support the boys. Uh, just don't break your TV. We're, we don't we don't recommend that uh, because there's a lot of matches coming up. So we start tomorrow, July 13th. We go until October. So you know, maybe soon we'll be back out there watching together and and be able to enjoy some pints and watch some soccer. So um, until tomorrow night, 6 p.m. for our cup of tea. Cheers, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night or good morning if you're listening to it on Monday.